Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, The Tudor Assassin. Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson. Chapter 8 The Wraith. Whatever you are, I, I can bargain, spluttered Marlow. No words, wordsmith, hissed the creature wearing Fryzer's skin. Your light is sputtering. I will snuff it out. No. The creature turned Fryzer's head. The professor was standing further up the street, the sun behind her casting a long shadow on the mud and straw, and the evening breeze lilting against her long dark coat. Stranger. Professor, if you recall. You've not forgotten me already, have you? The creature did nothing, still clasping Marlow by the throat. Because it is you, isn't it? said the professor as she took a cautious step forward. From the vortex. Vortex? strained Marlow. You've followed me here. Most ungallant to tag along uninvited, you know. Now, put the playwright down. Professor mused the creature. Professor Cronomier. You know him? Marlowe's eyes widened. You have me at a disadvantage, the professor countered, trying not to betray her unsettled nerves. Again, most uncivil. Who are you? What are you? His name is... Marlowe began, but the creature tightened its grip and he was silenced. We are the wraith. That's a start. Now, where are you from? Nowhere. Don't be trivial. Where? You know our home. The vortex? Beyond. Outside the span of time. Impossible. Ancient. And forever. Then what are you doing here? You invited us. I certainly did not. I throw a mean soiree and I cast my invitations wide, but one must draw the line somewhere. You led us to the path. The professor was silent. Your machine. You freed us. No. You tore the walls of time apart to find your way here. And then stabilised them. I calculated my journey with care. I didn't just blunder in without a plan. It was enough. A slight quiver of her lips was all that could be seen of the fear firing through the professor's body. Her throat dragged itself down to her stomach, and a hundred dark prospects clouded her mind in fear of what consequences her maiden voyage might have made possible. And now we are free. To do what? If the creature had plunged its talons through her heart, it would have terrified her less than the awful, demonic smile that spread across its face now. It uttered no words, but raised its arm, lifting Marlowe clear off the ground. He is only the first. The fourth, surely. After the poor man, whose skin you appear to have commandeered, and these goons. Now is not the time for pedantry, dear lady, Marlowe gasped. The servants are unharmed, merely mesmerised. Mesmerised? You learn fast. 
what linguistic gymnastics lie ahead, I wonder. And this host, the creature's free arm indicated its distorted face, is unimportant. Unimportant? There was nothing in its heart but contempt. His heart? You had no right. It means nothing. But this one... It looked at Marlow. This one has power. Potential. Thank you. Shut up, Kit, chided the professor. Please, let him go. This isn't right. This isn't... You'll change. Change will come to all. The wraith will rip apart this world and feed on the chaos. And you will... It was cut off by the smashing of glass as a heavy bottle exploded across Fryzer's head. All right, Prof. Cool, don't he go on, moaned Astrid. The creature recoiled enough to allow Marlow to wrestle free from its grasp and duck beyond the reach of Cranmar and Vickers, who abandoned him and turned to Astrid. All right there, gents. Fancy a bottle yourselves? Astrid! Vickers made a swipe for her, but the professor grabbed Astrid's arm and pulled the girl to safety. The two mesmerised guards made to follow, but the creature held out its claw-like arms to stop them. No. Leave. It flexed its talons. The mist inside the eyes of the two men cleared and they collapsed onto the ground. The creature fixed the professor's gaze, looking to her through stolen eyes. Have the spy. Spy? Astrid looked up to Marlow with excitement. There are greater prizes in this time. The host's mind has shown us such riches. Please, just come back with me and we'll go back to my machine and leave this time be. Neither of us belongs here. We need to leave. That smile again. That evil, calculating smile. So long, Professor. No! She leapt forward as a cloud of black smoke erupted from the ground around the creature and it leapt up to a low roof nearby. It looked back at her and then scampered away, still wrapped in borrowed skin. Immediately, Marlow ran forward and grabbed his dagger, which Vickers had dropped as he fell. The professor knelt beside Cranmar and began to check for a pulse. Come back here, you shade, Marlow cried as he ran to the building and began to clamber towards the roof. Kit, don't, the professor pleaded, but he had already disappeared from view. The fool! No, this isn't right, he isn't supposed to... Ah! She gave a scream of frustration. Astrid knelt beside her. Are these two dead? Oh, heavens. All that stuff it said about a vortex, about your machine and a journey. What was all that? Who are you? The professor was still looking at the bodies laid before her. I am a traveller, Astrid, from a very long way away. And I'm lost. Why were you so wound up about knowing the date? Where you been travelling to that you don't know about? The date. Yes, the date. The creature. The wraith. It knew. I said it would change time and it knew. Change time? What are you on about? It knew what it was doing. It would have been too early, but only just. You're certain, Astrid, beyond any doubt. Tomorrow is the 30th of May, 1593. Yes! Upon my soul, what's so special about it? It's the day that Marlowe dies.
The Chronicles of Professor Chronomio, an Unbound Theatre production. The Tudor Assassin was written by Dario Knight. It was performed by Erica Sanderson with music by Kevin MacLeod. Thank you.